Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to another action-packed episode of the Nintendo's Podcast, the Nintendo podcast where we dig deep on games both new and old. I am the first of your three co-hosts today, Brayden. Next in line, we have... Connor. It is I. And, and I'm Jake. Happy to be back here. Hello, everyone. Yeah, in whatever order I edit that, we're all we're all stoked to be here. You guys doing all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just 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 vibing here in uh, in Knoxville. I, I mentioned earlier before we started recording that I uh, haven't really touched my Switch in months before the release of the game we're talking about today. So I know it's a bit of a taboo, but uh, even if I was on the podcast, I guess I wouldn't have really had much to talk <laughs> about. But uh, I'm happy to be here. It's nice to have you back, one of the good old co-founders. That's it's nice. Yeehaw. Well, Connor and I are iced in, and so we're we're itching to talk about some games uh, today. We have a weird kind of remaster plus a, a bonus mode. Anybody want to want to introduce our lovely Nintendium of the, the episode? Yes. So this episode we have a kind of strange, interesting phenomenon. It was one of those faded. Wii U exclusives that was just bound to one day end up on the Switch like all the other good Wii U games. But it, it, honestly, it took a little longer than I expected. You know what I mean? I do hear you now, but we were also discussing before the we were started recording that Jake and I actually hadn't played this before this re-release. And so, mm-hmm. you know, now that I've played it, I do see the merit in it. And like, for people who played it on the Wii U, it's like, uh, you know, of course they're going to port it to the Switch. But I, I wouldn't have guessed it beforehand. Hmm. But I, from my understanding, it's also one of the best-selling Wii U games, whatever that means, just, you know, because the Wii U wasn't ha- that high-selling right. in the first place. Right, as, as but, good uh, as the Wii U can sell. Uh-huh. But, I mean, so the game is Super Mario 3D World, for those that have somehow not read the title of the episode. But I, I suppose and what I mean is that it is essentially the flagship 3d mario game for the wii u like every nintendo console kind of has that mario game that kind of mm-hmm. like sells the console and this is kind of the closest the wii u got to that when we'll get into it that some people don't consider it a true quote unquote 3d mario experience uh whatever that means mm-hmm. but it was originally released in 2013 for the wii u it also wasn't a launch title which is interesting usually the, huh. these uh, mainline mario games are uh, the launch titles for the Nintendo consoles, but that mm-hmm. was not the case for this one. I was going to say, that's uh, it's probably one of the reasons I missed this game is because I got my Wii U at launch in 2013, and I uh, pretty much didn't oh. buy any games uh, past then. <laughs> I got a bunch of the games around that's launch, and then I ended up picking up a PS4 like about a year later, <laughs> you know, when or so. Mm-hmm. Like anybody else. Yeah, yeah, when the PS4 came out, and then I just kind of, I remember thinking, why would I spend money on the Wii U when I could just buy games for my PlayStation 4 instead? So I think by the time this game came out on Wii U, I was kind of checked out already of the the Wii U ecosystem. Yeah, it's interesting because I think you're not alone in that. So technically, it's a sequel, first of all. It's a sequel to Super Mario 3D Land, which was on the Nintendo 3DS. That was released in 2011, a couple years prior. The kicker there was that it's called Super Mario 3D Land for the 3DS, and the gimmick essentially was that it was a <laughs> Mario game that was also like visually in 3D because of the 3DS. But mm-hmm. it's a little perplexing as to why they chose to retain that title for the Wii U sequel. What do y'all think about that? 
it so it, I mean it's a 3D Mario game, but it's not like in 3D. Why call it 3D World? I don't recall how s- similar the gameplay 3D Land was to now how 3D World is. You know, I mean, was the gameplay similar enough, or was it's, it's practically identical? Then I kind of understand why you know why they would just upgrade the title to a a grander title as yeah. long as the gameplay format is more or less staying the same. Sure. I suppose it just it feels a little like ironic or something. I don't yes, know. it does. But the the world part is a little more apt because it does take the 3D land formula and expand it quite a bit. The uh, it's still like course based. Like there's eight worlds, and each world has like maybe like half a dozen, maybe a few more levels in it um, that you kind of go through linearly. But the the main change is the addition of four player cooperative play. So you can play as Mario, Peach, Toad, or Luigi and yeah. have four players running around these levels, which obviously because they have to facilitate four players, the levels themselves are also bigger, more expansive, more world-esque than land-esque, if you will. Man, when we first started playing that and the four characters were there and it reminded me of Super Mario Bros. 2, like, because I uh, always loved playing... I. Mario was like my least favorite character on that game. You know what I mean? I like playing as, <laughs> right. you know, it's fun to play as other people. And so right. it was cool to, cool to see the cast. Yeah. And like, even, uh, I feel like it's a little less appreciated now since time has passed, but like with this launch of 3d world, they really kind of revived, like, like a, for a lot of the promo art and for a lot of the, um, for a lot of like the menu art in game as well, they kind of revived this retro Mario style that you kind of saw for like, the original Super Mario Bros. 3 cover art and such. Do you know what I mean? It took the, the concept art a little more. Right. It definitely took like the concept art from the retro games and kind of revived it, brought it back, which was mm-hmm. a very cool touch. Made it feel uh, yeah. very true to the, the Super Mario Bros. 2 formula as well. And each of the characters right. do control differently a little bit in this game, just like mm-hmm. Super Mario Bros. 2. Mario is kind of the all-around... Luigi is a little slower, but jumps way higher, and he's kind of slippery. Mm-hmm. Peach has her hover, and Peach Toad King. runs really fast. <laughs> I'm a Toad man myself. I like going fast, outrunning everybody, even if his jump is a little short. Jake, what you got? Oh, uh, Mario, obviously, because I'm boring. <laughs> no, that's you, fair enough. Do you play Mario and Mario Kart as well? No, actually, I play I play Yoshi or um, either. Well, I either play okay. Yoshi, one of the Inklings, or Isabel in Mario Kart, but. Uh, Okay, none none of those okay. are options here. That's tasteful. So. And, and somebody, when we're playing as Peach and Toad, somebody has to be Mario. That's fine. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta tie it all together. That's true. But it evens out. Yeah. Some more new things with 3D World as opposed to 3D Land. They brought back like the, the raccoon suit, which was a thing. Some of the power, the power-ups carried over. The main new addition is the cat power-up. You can uh, yeah. grab a little bell. And you become Cat Mario or Cat character. Um, I'm so like conflicted. Cat Mario is quite an uncanny looking guy. <laughs> it, it, he is. A, I mean, I'm just used to it. I'm desensitized to it, I guess, a little bit at this point. But Brayden had a kind of mm-hmm. a visceral reaction to seeing Mario kind of prowl around on all fours. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I I have converted my opinion to like the power up is good. You know what I mean? It is fun to climb, and his little dive attack is good, and his yeah. you know just paw paw attack you know is mm-hmm. is convenient. But like I'm not a cat person. I'm a dog person. <laughs> and like if they could have just made it a bear, 
You know what I mean? Bear Mario could do exactly the same things. Squirrel Mar Squirrel Mario, dude. Squirrel Mario's already a thing. <laughs> that was a new Super Mario Bros. U. There was a there was an acorn powered up in New Super Mario Bros. U where you could become a flying squirrel. Uh, so that's already taken. Wow. But everybody Dang. loves cats. I think that was their logic behind it. Like You're cat right. is kind of a universal cute animal. <laughs> I think the uncanniness comes in. Like have have either of y'all seen um Cats the musical the movie? No, of course. I avoided it actually. I did. There, well. is, there is just something like unnerving about a human acting like a cat. Let alone in like a kids Nintendo game. Like uh, you know. I, I gotta say, I, I said that it was uncanny. Uh, he looked a bit uncanny, but uh, I still got to GameStop and saw the Cat Peach and Cat Mario Amigo, mm-hmm. and I still bought them. Oh, they're they're sitting, cute when they're, they're just like looking sitting around. I wanted them too. I wanted them too. They looked good. They're good looking Amiibo. I I think that's just like FOMO of missing out, though. You know, like fear of missing right, out. I right. mean, with those with these Amiibos, because I'm like, oh, what if I don't buy it and then I want it and it's rare. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Right. <laughs> um. The, among the new power-ups, I want to give a shout-out to one that was is severely underutilized, I think, in the game. It's kind of the thing like uh, where um, the classic Mario level design, where each level kind of like introduces a concept, and then the whole level is based around that concept. And sure, there's, yeah. There's like only a couple levels that use this new power-up. The Double Cherry is the dude. coolest thing that's ever been in a Mario game. Oh what? what? I awesome. hate the double cherry, dude. I, I literally it. just played my first No, it's so annoying and confusing. It's Ugh. it it turns Mario into Pikmin. I hate it. <laughs> to for for the a visual for the audience, when you acquire the double cherry, it essentially just like creates another clone of your character. Like another Mario just pops up next to you and then suddenly you're controlling those two Marios in tandem like at the same time. They will move identically. Unless one run into a wall in which the other Mario will continue moving while the other is just l- walking into a wall. Uh, right. Like if, if one Mario happens to be trailing ahead of another, then that one will fall down the pit first and then the other one will follow suit. Uh-huh. It's a little hard to explain, but the, the kicker is the awesome part is that you keep getting double cherries throughout the duration of that level. And so you get like five or six Marios running around and with four players, it's even crazier obviously but it's, it's so much fun and i and i'm so sad that it was only used in like a couple levels through the whole game i'm so glad you mentioned that because i i was playing before we started recording um and i just got to my first level with that and i, I fell in love that was mm-hmm. like jake said it, it made my brain kind of do things i didn't want it to do but it <laughs> like it it was fun it was cool if nothing else super mario 3d world really makes you think about mario in ways that you never did what with the cat mario and your own human animal sensibilities and uh Mm -hmm. the double cherry and and whether it's ethical for one mario to fall down the pit or the other which like the created one or the original you know it's really a a prestige situation yeah nintendo really poses life questions in this game Oh, yes. <laughs> I do have one question, actually, about the uh, touch levels. And I'm curious oh, how that like right. worked on the Wii U, because it I don't think I liked it the first time I encountered it. It wasn't exactly the most fluid experience. I was playing handheld. And to explain that the only level I've experienced with it is where you touch the screen and a block will shoot out of the wall so you can jump on it and you or use right. it as like a wall jump platform. But uh, so like, how did that work on the Wii U? 
pretty much exactly that. Like whoever, if you're playing single player or whoever, if you're playing multiplayer, whoever has the game pad, uh, you just tap the screen on the game pad, same deal. What, mm-hmm. I, what I'm more curious about is if you're playing the Switch version and you're not using the touch screen, how, how can you do that still? Yeah, have, have, have neither of you guys played one of those levels on the TV? Not on the Switch no. version. Yeah, so I uh, I pretty much exclusively play my mm-hmm. Switch on docked mode. I, uh-huh. I never really ever use it handheld, especially now that we live in a pandemic and I don't really go anywhere. <laughs> but um, I was playing one of these uh, levels the other day with with my girlfriend, and basically it's just like how touch controls work in uh, like Mario Galaxy for like the 3D uh-huh. World collection, whatever that's yeah. called. Um, where you know I, I use a Pro controller, and so it's like oh, so you tap the R button. And then a little like cursor comes up on the screen and you just tap R where the cursor is and it acts as if, and it like is tapping, you it's know what I like mean? like a, and it like taps things We remote mm-hmm. kind of point and click thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Okay. That, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. Needless to say, it was very gimmicky on the Wii U and that was just kind of like <laughs> an excuse to use the tablet controller. But that does remind me, uh, something I forgot to mention is that this is really the introduction captain toad as we came to know him oh yeah oh yeah love captain Toad. technically i mean he first appeared in mario galaxy as like a support character but this is he really got like a uh, starring role in mario 3d world because he had his own set of levels essentially that you mm-hmm. on on each world map you there's a little captain toad level that you can select where you play as captain toad and in each captain toad level is kind of like this little like self-contained puzzle box looking sort of environment yeah that's that's a good way to put it kind of it's really interesting it's just kind of like a it's a slower paced methodical more like puzzle adventure sort of problem solving you you control captain toad he can't jump but you guide him around this little puzzle box environment trying to collect all the stars um it's almost like a little like terrarium and you can like rotate it and see all the angles it's hard to explain kind of but if you play i mean if you play captain toad's treasure tracker uh then you've essentially played those levels but this Mm -hmm. is where they originated have you played that jake yeah uh i had it way back in the day um i haven't played it in a long time Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i I really enjoy these levels in 3d world i think they're a ton of fun yeah some of my favorite parts of the game honestly the interesting Mm -hmm. thing when me and brayden were playing the captain toad levels in the switch version are co-op they mm-hmm. they were exclusively yeah. single player in the Wii U version. If you were playing with four oh, players, really? it was suddenly it was the gamepad player's turn and that was just that. Like oh. it just kind of ground like the the gameplay to a halt a little bit if you're playing with more than one person. Because yeah. then everybody else just right. watch. Yeah. It makes sense to me why they would do that though, because I've been playing all of 3D World with my girlfriend mm-hmm. um, in co-op. And uh, those levels do not make for good co-op levels. Right. Yeah, and especially if you're like one person doesn't really know exactly what's going on, right? Because you can both control uh, the camera. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it gets a bit annoying <laughs> and makes it a bit hard. Mm. I think that's about all there is, like truly substantial to note about 3D World before we dive into the Switch version proper and all the new content and the whole new extra game we got essentially. But if I think mm-hmm. of anything, I will I will certainly chime in. How far have you gotten? playing uh in 3d world jake so on in 3d world i'm on world four i believe okay. about halfway through it i think yeah that's some good progress just before the podcast i made it to world three and so mm-hmm. i'm moving slow 
but uh, I've spent time elsewhere. We'll get to that. But I'm I'm enjoying it. Con- Connor came over the Friday that it released, and we played for a little bit, a couple hours, I'd say, and it was a lot of fun. I was expecting like new Super Mario Bros. You know what I mean? I was expecting like that style gameplay, really 2D maybe, kind of weird 3D graphic. Yeah, it was a blast, and I'm I'm very happy with it. And I've had fun playing it solo i'm still trying to convince my wife that she will have fun with it <laughs> it's a, it's pretty it's an accessible game i mean i think it's fun playing with like a, a quote-unquote non-gamer it's pretty i mean it's a mario game, mm-hmm. you know? especially the thing i mean with co-op in a 3d world is it it seems pretty competitive you know it, it inherently is like oh here's a score at the end of every level <laughs> yeah how do you do and how they do and oh here's a crown for the person who does better which um to my girlfriend, who is ultra competitive, is not good and pits her against me. Oh, but that it makes it so much more fun. It adds like this layer that I think it really needs to not just feel like mm-hmm. it is a Mario game and also there are three other players there for some reason. Like it adds like a yeah, yeah. a level of dynamism to the the moment to moment gameplay that I think is really important. That so that you're like uh-huh. always actually interacting with each other rather than just like kind of getting through the level. For, to explain for the audience, the layman, if you're playing with more than one person at the end of each level, yes, it tells you each player's score and whoever gets the highest score obtains a crown and your character wears that crown through each level, but it can be knocked off if you take damage, if you die, and then another player can steal your crown and if you finish the level with the crown on, whoever, whichever player finishes it and is still wearing the crown gets an extra 5,000 points at the end of the level. So it's it's all shallow. It's all mostly meaningless. It's just kind of like just for fun. And I think that's the best thing, too. I'm glad it doesn't like give anybody an actual advantage. I think that would make it a little imbalanced. Yeah. I agree. I You kicked my butt. I'm annoyed at how good you were just even those first few levels. I mean, like, it's not fair. I, I'd played it before. It's true because like I didn't even realize the flagpoles at the end of the level were flagpoles for the first couple levels. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I I'm acquainted <laughs> now, but true. I'm like I said, dude, the whole 3D world thing really took me by surprise. Yeah, I was I was about to say I really love this game. I like it a lot more than I thought I would. I get the same kind of joy out of playing it that I feel like I do like some of the other 3D Mario's, like how I did mm-hmm. when I was revisiting. Mm-hmm the 3d Mario collection that came out last year and then playing like Mario Odyssey. Like, I think it's a lot of fun. And I had heard that for years that this was, is one of the best Mario games out there, but I was like, eh, I don't know. It just looks kind of like 2d Mario. And I, I like 2d Mario, but I don't love 2d Mario, mm-hmm. but I don't know this. I, I think this is a good meeting between the two, you know, Definitely. it's not exactly 3d. It's not exactly 2d, but I think it takes some of the best parts of both and makes it to a, a really, really fun game. Definitely. It's interesting. I keep having to remind myself, like when people are visiting this game for the first time and like loving it, this game was not, I mean, obviously it was on the Wii U, so it naturally received not as much attention as maybe it deserved, but it really wasn't like, I mean, again, it wasn't a launch title. Like people were kind of hoping for the Wii U's take on like a next generation HD true 3D Mario game. Right. So to get what is essentially, I mean, a, a Super Mario 3D Land sequel and in a way a bit more formulaic 3D Mario game, a less experimental one, especially mm-hmm. compared to like Super Mario Odyssey that we got later, okay. it was kind of disappointing in like a in like a very small surface level way. It's, it's now easy to enjoy in retrospect 
mm-hmm. now that we have Super Mario Odyssey, we have like the best of 3D Mario, as it were, at this point. So now it's it's kind of nice to bring back this refresher that like, oh yeah, this is what kind of classic Mario 3D gameplay feels like. Like Odyssey mm-hmm. was so experimental. Let's return to form a little bit, bring back the formula for like a new generation, the Switch generation. And I'm glad, I'm, I mean, as, as a Wii U adopter, I'm glad that people are enjoying this game and giving it the proper attention now. Heck yeah. Well, on that note, should we transition into, I would say, the most hyped part of this re-release? Um, I, certainly what I jumped to first, what I was most excited for, and I don't even think I'm going to censor this, the most badass part of this game, uh, Bowser's Fury. Should we jump into that conversation? Absolutely. For sure. I I mean, tell me about it. Like, uh, as again, I mean, I keep tooting this horn, but as somebody that played the original, I mean, an entire new, basically half of the game, that's all new content, a whole new game, essentially. Yeah, I was I was very pumped for this part. I was definitely looking forward to this, but I guess it it, it wasn't really everything that I thought it would be. Um, I'm not Hmm. really a huge fan of it. I definitely find myself enjoying the just normal 3d world a lot more Mm -hmm. i guess i wasn't expecting it to really feel like 3d world but like in a fully 3d environment you know what i mean right because i was i was astonished how yeah it really does just feel like you're playing more 3d world which which 3d world is good but i don't know if i'm i'm not sure if i'm a huge fan of how it works in like a kind of quote-unquote like open world you know it feels kind of limiting on such a large scale. Yeah. And, you know, I knew that it wasn't going to be super long, but I feel like it's even smaller than I was expecting it to be. Hmm. Um, you know, I got to the third. I mean, how, how far are you guys in this? So I have completed the story, I guess, quote unquote, it's pretty short and a shallow storyline. But um, I have 65 stars now. Um, I don't know if it's a spoiler to say that there are 100 total. And so I am I'm on my way there. I guess should we we should probably explain like what this extra game like kind of is right because it's it's not mm, yeah. world. it's not like linear course based world based kind of thing like you Jake you mentioned open world yeah yeah so Bowser's Fury is is this this new mode basically that's been added <laughs> that's you know a, a little extra game it, it, it is much more 3D Mario than 3D World is. Mm-hmm open world like semi-open world i guess it is fully open world but there really isn't much to do in the mm-hmm. world in my opinion sure but there's this there's this open world where uh there's this giant evil quote-unquote fury bowser where bowser's gone i don't know crazy due to some <laughs> gunk or goo or something yeah. and uh, mario is brought in and bowser jr enlists his help and they team up and have to go around and get these cat shines to make mario be able to become like this giant cat Mario, Super Saiyan cat Mario, Heck yeah. uh, and and fight a giant Fury Bowser and defeat him. That was a terrible way, I feel like, of, of describing it. It's, it's hard to no, man, that was a. It's a weird thing. I'm really appreciative of that because I think that was better than I could have done and really kind of leads into some of the points that I wanted to talk about, though. First off, how cool Bowser is... Ever since Super Smash Bros. Melee, when they introduced Giga Bowser, Mm. I've just been fascinated with the concept of this Godzilla-like level of Bowser. I've thought it was super cool and like kind of surpassed the typical cheesy family-friendly Mario. And though this is still within the realm of 
you know, Mario world. Like, you know, it's nothing dark and gory, but like, right. it's, it's, it's so cool. Yes, it is edgy. And it's, badass when bowser comes out of the water godzilla style fire and lightning starts crashing all around you the world kind of changes all around you as well i have a little less praise for the points where you actually size up um as the super saiyan giant cat mario i did happen to think that was kind of one of the weaker points of the of the experience it was necessary, like, story-wise, or you know what I mean? It was... Right, because, I mean, how else are you going to combat a gargantuan... Im- like, this is, I mean, aside from, like, Giga Bowser in, in Super Smash Bros., like, this is, like, the biggest and baddest and most, like, unstoppable Bowser has appeared mm-hmm. in a Mario game. And that's certainly saying something, especially, like, mm-hmm. when, for the past couple of decades, he's mostly, like, even when he at his most, like, powerful or badass, he's, like, kind of portrayed as, like, a narcissistic kind of bumbling goofball at his core. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now he's just like, Oh my God, he is a monster and he cannot be stopped. Mm-hmm. was like the idea at least, but right. in in, in um, execution, like when you, especially when you like become gargantuan Mario, it is kind of a little underwhelming, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right. There there's, that's the word I think I was probably looking for underwhelming after all the anticipation. Right. And that was yeah. when when this game was announced that the whole Bowser's Fury mode was kind of kept under wraps. And then the mm-hmm. details about it didn't really emerge until like just several weeks before release, pretty late in the game, until mm-hmm. it was when we realized like what exactly Bowser's Fury meant, what ba- Fury Bowser was. And it definitely helped with the marketing, showing like Kaiju Bowser, Godzilla, man. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, it, it's Godzilla. He's like blowing laser beams, mm-hmm. atomic breath, the whole, he's like huge and like covered in black with like orange glowing spikes and stuff. It's like, it's pretty on the nose. But yeah, there was, there was a lot to look forward to, it looked like, because it really was a new approach to like the threat of Bowser. For sure. Especially right. in like the moment to moment gameplay, it is kind of cool. So I guess, I guess from the top, this Bowser's Fury mode you as mario kind of like jake alluded to there's a huge open 3d world free room it's kind of like um the kingdoms in mario odyssey but just like on this macro scale it kind of feels like a few kingdoms in mario odyssey stitched together yeah see and that's what this this open world is something that i was really disappointed with Mm -hmm. mostly just because of how much of it is just nothing like you get a map after after I don't know if it's at the beginning or after the first part, but eventually um, Bowser Jr. kind of has this map of the world. And I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just striking how much of it is just water. Right. And I kind of hate that, honestly, like because really all it is is you go from place to place. And for the majority of these areas in the 3D open world are are just kind of their own contained little areas to the point where you enter and it even like gives a little title Mm -hmm. and has like, oh, there are this many like obvious cat shines here right Mm -hmm. and and at that point i wish they kind of would have just made like some kind of hub world where you jump into levels as opposed to like being like oh yeah it's an open world it is um definitely like kind of a thin veil for for singular self-contained levels like it is a huge it's basically just a huge ocean and each like section of it is just kind of like each island is kind of its own level its own set of challenges its own set of cat shines that you collect. Mm-hmm. And they are pretty self-contained. They don't like, there's not much like 
crossover between in the you don't like hit a switch mm-hmm. on one island and go to the other one to do something like right. it, it's cool in concept but in execution it really is just like singular isolated levels there's not much to the the open world uh, other than it, it is just kind of impressive for a mario game you know that there's no loading screens or anything mm-hmm. it's all seamless that's true. Dude, the loading screen is really long to get in the game. And when you are going large to fight Bowser, both it of is. those That's loading true. screens are really long. It is. Yeah, it's not that that That's means true. too much, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, as someone who's uh, playing most of their games on a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox Series S now, the, the load screens were definitely noticeable. Sure. Yeah, I imagine so. It's almost really cool because in the segments where you become giant super saiyan cat mario like you're battling in the giant ocean open world but you're giant size so you're like kind of like moving around mm-hmm. these islands like practically mm-hmm. stomping on them it's cool that you are fighting in that same world but it is like the first thing i noticed what is that it was separa- separated by a loading screen and i was like nice try nintendo like, <laughs> yeah impressive as you want it to be maybe or as i want yeah. it to be frankly like that, the fact yeah. that there is a loading screen separating those is kind of disappointing. I will say, I mean, I've I've been pretty negative on this so far. I I do enjoy it. I think it is fun. But but <laughs> one more complaint that I have, I wish it was a little bit more challenging. Definitely, there uh, are definitely some hard cat shines that are around. You know, some difficult ones to find or some hard hidden like tokens. But I hate that there's no life system. And I know li- lives in Mario don't really mean anything anyways, because when I've been playing 3D World with my girlfriend, we've zeroed out probably four or five times and you literally just exit the level and start it again. Right. You know, right. like they don't really mean anything. But the fact that there aren't any lives and every time you die, you just kind of start back right where you were. Mm-hmm. And the, like the coins are only there to give you power-ups, which I don't know about you guys, but pretty much the entire game, I had five, which is the max you can carry of each mm-hmm. power-up. I had like five of each right. the whole time. More um, or less. I was playing through it being like, well, this is a this is a breeze, especially if you're just trying to get to the quote unquote like end of the game, mm-hmm. you know, right. because you only need what like is it is it just the 40 shines for that? Because I haven't finished it completely. No, it's 50 to get to the end game. And 50. then there's 50 shines post game. OK, so but even with that, I feel like it's just not I don't know. I was just a little disappointed. I thought it was a bit too easy. Sure. And I know Mario is not supposed to be super difficult, but. I don't know. I just I like to feel a little bit of challenge in my games. Nintendo has been like pretty forward thinking recently with Mario and like the whole live system and how that works. Like back in Mario Odyssey, when you die, you just lose coins. And that was kind of inhibiting to the progress because you had to use coins to buy things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I and I appreciate them for this new Bowser's Fury mode, abandoning the lives as well. I think like you said, Jake, lives are, it's kind of just like a pedantic sort of um, tradition at this point. Like it's just kind of obligatory for <laughs> Mario to have lives and you get a game over. And then when you get a game over, you basically start where you were anyway. Yeah. And the thing that I don't appreciate is that the all these islands, these levels are very vertical. They're very tower-esque, mountain-esque. And a lot of the time mm-hmm. you're ascending them you're platforming, you're making your way to the top. And if you fall off at any point, you just have to start from the beginning. I don't know. It's it for some reason, it feels more frustrating than just having why like you fall off and you die and you start over anyway. 
like mm-hmm. it, it, especially because there is no finite resource like lives like it, it the the cycle of making your way up accidentally falling off the side and then just having to make your way back around the whole side of the mountain start over this challenge that you already basically completed it just mm-hmm. it, it felt cyclical and frustrating to me i don't but i don't really right. know why it was much different than lives yes Braden. what all right yes you <laughs> you two are party poopers so what? i have a different take on that kind of as a guy who like sucks at mario i have been kind of trying to 100% my way along the way like I've been getting all of the cat shards on each island as I went and I've gone back and like collected all of those and any of the like little exclamation points on the uh, map I've gone to get those and there are a couple times where maybe it was after one particular cat shard or something where I didn't lose all my lives but I ran out of tanuki suits and that's what I needed the most you know what I mean sure. and so I, for whatever that's worth, you again, I, I am bad at Mario and I'll admit that. And so like maybe what takes me five tries would take the average person too. I don't know, sure. but I, you know what I mean? There are maybe only a handful. And again, I'm literally like six tenths of the way through the game. Maybe the mm-hmm. difficulty will go up a little bit. But did it test your patience I, you, having to like, if you ever fell off, like on accident, like having to start over? Like if there are yeah, checkpoints or anything. There are there really are some checkpoints mm-hmm. on a couple of them. Not if you die, though. That's not if you fall off uh, the level entirely. Like you right, can't just right. checkpoint back up, retain the progress you made. I don't know. Yeah. One other thing that we haven't touched on yet is is the presence of Bowser Jr. This Bowser's Fury mode is also co-op, uh, only two-player co-op. Yeah. Co-op nonetheless. And we didn't like it, Connor and I. We didn't like it. Me and Braden tried it out. When we booted up Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, we started with Bowser's Fury and we were like, cool, new mode, two player, let's hit it. And we tried it for all of five minutes. And then I I dropped out as Bowser Jr. And then we just started taking turns instead. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I haven't I haven't tried uh, any co-op on that on Bowser's Fury because uh, my girlfriend doesn't really play games and I was like, let's just stick to the more traditional Mario. Good. So I, I haven't just played it single player. So it's interesting to hear that it's not it's not very good. Why why don't you guys like it? It feels very reminiscent of Super Mario Odyssey's what's the hat's name? Toppy? I don't know. I don't remember Cappy. his name, but like Cappy. 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 <laughs> it feels very reminiscent <laughs> of Cappy's multiplayer relevance you know what i mean he kind of just right. floats around and you can that shallow co-op mode has kind of been as that was also in mario galaxy like there was a two-player mode in that believe it or not mm. where the second player could like point at the screen and shoot the star bits it's like a tertiary cooperative play has kind of also been like traditional in 3d mario games for a while and they tried to make it more involved and more mm-hmm. fun and dynamic because you play as bowser jr in the world like you are running around alongside mario bowser jr can like Mm -hmm. float and hover and fly around and you can point at the different like painted spots around walls and floors to bring out power-ups or whatever but the main issue is the the difference between this co-op and the co-op of the main 3d mario world game is that the camera is entirely free controlled and (laughs) that it's an it's almost impossible to like discern where you are moving as Bowser Jr. when the camera is constantly pivoting around Mario, you're just kind of like in the background, 
player one is controlling the camera. They are controlling it however they need to, to make whatever jump they need to, to look at whatever thing on another side of a platform they need to. And Bowser Jr. is mm-hmm. like, you're just kind of like trying to stay on the screen essentially more than you are helping. It's really <laughs> all it comes down to. And I think that's part right. of what made, after we tried Bowser's Fury, hopping onto the main game is because in Mario 3D World proper, every level has a fixed camera. Right. For the whole level. And that makes it, that's what makes it so easy and accessible to play is that it's all 3D, yes, but it's all like diorama-esque. There's just one angle for the whole level and you don't have to like do too much weird maneuvering or exploring. Because mm-hmm. that kind of that kind of gameplay and like that kind of camera control does not, really doesn't work in with two players. You end up behind the camera. Right. So so all that to say, good call, Jake. I think Bowser's <laughs> Fury overall is better as a single player experience, which I think it helps compound the main game because I think the main game, Mario 3D World, is better as a cooperative experience. When mm-hmm. you're running around solo in those levels, they feel kind of big and expansive, but like almost comparatively empty. Like there's just like a little too much extra extra running around space that's like meant for all yeah. for more players. Mm-hmm. So overall, I think Bowser's Fury helps compound that by being a better single player experience overall. Yeah, right. I would I would say like I've I've been pretty negative on Bowser's Fury in this discussion so far. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I want I want to be clear that I think it's good. I think it's fun. I think right. it's a good experience, but I wouldn't say it like if you already played a ton of 3D World when Wii U came out, unless you're like really wanting to go back and re-experience that, you know, seven, eight years later, I don't think Bowser's Fury is, uh, it warrants the $60 for this. You yeah. know, if you're just getting it to play Bowser's Fury, I think it's a nice bonus. And I think 3D World is definitely worth $60. Mm. In my opinion, I'm having a ball with it. Like I'm mm-hmm. so much fun. It's, awesome. it's been great. The past three or four nights, me, my girlfriend and I have sat down for, you know, two or three hours because it's been the weekend. Um, but we've sat down <laughs> yeah. for two or three hours and played this game and it's been a ton of fun. So I don't regret buying it at all. But if I was someone who just bought this to play Bowser's Fury, I would feel very ripped off. And honestly, like yeah. Bowser's Fury feels like a, I mean, it feels like a $20 experience, I guess, mm-hmm. or maybe even less. I don't know. I, I was just, I was astounded about how, you know, short it is, honestly. But so, so all that to be said, I think it's a cool and I'm glad that they added it as opposed to, it's better than like for new Super Mario Brothers Wii U, which to my knowledge was just a straight port. And they were like, all right, give us $60 again. Or like, like uh-huh. that, three to look. yeah, well, yeah, but Pikmin 3 Deluxe had some additions, but not, not enough to maybe warrant. Right. Yeah. I, like, not, like, yeah, just like not enough new content to warrant like an extra subtitle to it or like to call it like a, to release it, to release it for full price is, is for sure. Justify that. Yeah. And and I don't like I said I just don't think that this would warrant the purchase if this is all that you're buying. I think it's a nice addition to 3D World. But when when I boot up this game from now on, because I'm you know this is a game I'm probably gonna own forever because Nintendo games never go down in price. Mm. So whenever I do mm-hmm. boot boot it up, you know whenever down the line, I'm pr- after I finish Bowser's Fury, I'll honestly probably never go back. You know, right. like I'll probably just yeah. come back to this game for 3D World. Definitely, I will endorse that take. As well as a as a Wii U Mario 3D World adopter, I would if you if you are one of the 15 people that owns a Wii U and Mario <laughs> 3D World and like four Wii remotes to play it with, and your Wii U is still like plugged in and accessible, you probably don't need to buy this version of Mario 3D World. I, I will also, along with the other two, that Bowser's Fury is a 
fun experience. It's uh, it's worth it if you don't have 3D World already. But if you do for the Wii U and you can already play it, I don't think this is worth the extra buy. On the flip side, if you've never played 3D World, didn't get the chance, and you have a Switch, you have no reason not to own this. And Bowser's Fury is just like another, like I said, just like an extra little helping on top of single-player fun. Blammo. I don't have too much more to add on top of that. I I uh, I, I get the impression that you you really you like it a lot more than we do, which is fine. Totally I, valid. Yes, but. I think that's the truth. Possibly not 3D World. You know what I mean. I think we're all on even footing there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Bowser's Fury. I'm I think I'm definitely more partial to, and kind of a syndrome that I've been facing with games lately. It it makes me want more. It gives me ideas for what the mm-hmm. next iteration might be or right. could be. You know what I mean? And so that makes me excited and fun. I don't think we'll ever see Fury Bowser again, which, man, I freaking love. I'm just in love with. I I do think the open world with the 3D world style gameplay, you know, there's... It had a lot of potential. Yeah, there's some interesting things to be mined there, but it it needs the triple jump. Oh, (laughs) oh, man. The whole Mario Mario 3D world, Bowser's Fury... For some reason, Mario's moveset doesn't include the triple jump. And I think that's because of the other characters, to be fair. Mm-hmm. I don't think care? Peach can triple jump. They can all have a triple jump. Whatever. I don't know. I, you're it right. Is. You're probably right. But, like, I don't know. I do miss it. Well, I do have one that, more topic I want to bring up before we wrap up. But, sorry, go on. I, I was just going to say, that's that's one of the things that I was surprised. And one of the reasons I feel like I don't like it as much as I should is I was expecting it to be more of its own thing. Like, I knew it was attached to 3D World. But I was really surprised, you know, you get into it. And it feels just like 3D World from, you know, not only just the controls and yeah, like there's no triple jump, but also like all of the enemies are cats, which I, doesn't make any sense in this, uh-huh. thing, you know, like why can't they just be the normal Goombas or Koopas? They, and I'm like, right, why, all, why is everything a cat here? They really never connected the thread properly. Yeah. No. But okay, so before we duck out of here, I do have one more thing I want to talk about, and it, it might have been in the Wii U version, but that screenshot mode, though, have you all played with that? I have not, no. Holy cow, no. okay. Yeah, so, Connor, can you confirm whether it was in the Wii U version? Uh, I don't think so. Is this something that you can do in like 3D World? Both in 3D World and in Bowser's or- Fury, if you press the down arrow literally at any point, it freezes the game and opens up a screenshot taker. And let me tell you, when Bowser is hitting the town, you can take some sweet mm. screenshots. It's really strange. There's probably at least a dozen different filters that you can put on. None of them like look quite as good as just like the normal thing. You know what I mean? It's like sepia and you don't want to see Mario in sepia. It's like the photo mode. That was, they had that in um, Odyssey, like a photo mode. Yes, but there's one more thing which is fascinating to me. Connor explained that the stamps in 3D World, uh, where the collectibles kind of that you got throughout, you can stamp the ground and items throughout the world with those stamps and take screenshots. Interesting. It's it's bizarre. It doesn't look good. These stamps for those who haven't played the game, like they're literally like it's promotional art of Mario in like what you would imagine just as like a patch on a shirt or something like that. You know what I mean? I don't it's icons of Mm -hmm. Mario and Peach and the Piranha Plant. But you can just like stamp it onto the texture of like the world and like the ground. One hundred percent. Interesting. Yeah, and so it huh. it presents a lot of fun things, and so I'm looking forward to sharing some of like the screenshots I've taken. If it's been fun to mess around with it, fine art, I'm sure. Interesting. 
for for the record, I guess for because uh, I've already explained this to Brayden before, but for Jake and for the audience, in the original Wii U 3D World, the Wii U had this ill-fated service called Meverse. It was its own social network. Uh, do you remember Meverse, Jake? Oh yeah, I miss Meverse every day. Me too. <laughs> but those stamps that you can collect in 3D World, like in the levels. Mm-hmm. You could, uh, in the Wii U version, you could put those stamps on your Miiverse messages right. was was the point, was the concept behind that. And they kept the stamps in, which I thought was interesting in the game. Like they kept them in as a collectible, but I was interested to see like if they still had any like exterior function. But that's interesting. That's cool that they do, that you can still use them in some way. It's a little sideways. Yeah, it's not, it's not like hashtag aesthetic or anything, but... <laughs> it's fun uh, yeah i didn't know that well anything else either one of you i mean in conclusion we've said this multiple times but i th- I do think that this is worth 60 dollars, or you know worth the buy in general if you've never played 3d world before or or you're just really you've played it seven years seven or eight years ago but hey it's been super long mm-hmm. so you're you're ready to come back in i think if you if you're ready to experience 3d world this is worth the buy and bowser's fury is, an, is a nice mm-hmm. little bonus but if you've had your fill of 3d world and you just want to play Bowser's Fury, uh, maybe wait, yeah. honestly. Agreed. I think that's fair. Sick. Well, all right, guys. This has been a good time. Jake, thank you again so much for joining us. Your insight has been a delight. Yes. Of course, yeah. It's It's been nice to be back. We didn't talk about this, and I don't know if we ever will, but I played a lot of Little Nightmares 2 oh. uh, recently. That's also on Switch. Uh, go, go buy that. It's very good. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll have to, you better come back soon and, and we can perhaps, talk about it. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening. It's been a blast to have you here. As always, please subscribe to whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on right now. Go like us on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. We, we got it all. And there's also a Discord link in the description. So come chat with us. I guess that'll do it for us. We will see you next time. My name is Brayden. I'm Connor. And I'm Jake. Oh, and this is Ninja Jumps. And we will see you next time. Bye, guys. (laughs) See ya. Love you.